0: Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple podcast. So, this is feeling really exciting and abundant and scandalous and just fun to be able to share with you a few extra episodes over the next few weeks because there was content. I mean, I would share all of it with you if people hadn't paid for it. <laughs> um, but there was content that happened in your best holiday season ever which I just needed as many of you all to hear as possible. And so I'm taking out pieces of some of the talks so that you can get some of those resources um, without having been with us for, you know, five hours a day for three days in a row. Which, by the way, next time when I offer it, you should definitely come because. The comments I got over and over again were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how fast the time went. That was so amazing. It was so energizing. It was so worth it. So next year, I'm going to do it a little earlier in November because that was feedback I got that December was hard. But we're going to do it in November and you should totally come. And doing it live was just unbelievable. So we will do it that way again too. And when I craft that event, basically what I'm doing is I'm just deciding what i want everyone to learn and then you know i teach the pieces that that's my wheelhouse and this time we got to pull from we now have different teachers within our flow through 65 program which got, got to teach who got to teach what their genius is which was so fun you'll be hearing from some of them in the next few weeks too and then the other topics i really pick and and experts i get in based on just things that come up that I know are important um, as we're learning about different ideas. So one of the things that comes up a lot um, when we're in group calls in Flow 365 is you know someone will have something going on that feels hard or challenging and or they're wanting to have a practice to process emotions. And something that has been really relevant in my own life is journaling. So I'm not perfect at it. I don't always do it every day. But years ago, I read the book The Artist Way, and the concept of writing three pages every morning, Julia Cameron calls it the morning pages, really resonated with me. So there's been times on and off for the past 12 years where I've been so good at writing my three pages every morning. And then, of course, the flow planning process came into being. And I could have done something differently that didn't involve so much writing, but I have just seen over and over and over again in my own life that the writing down of things is really magical. And sometimes when people ask me about the flow planning process and why like why we consistently sometimes even repeat and write the same things that we already decided, like why we do that, it's because I've seen magic happen when I do that. And so... I don't know, I just go with it, (laughs) because it really works. And yet I don't necessarily like that. It's just something that I've always loved doing. So I, I didn't, it's not, but it's not my work, like my work is not teaching people how to journal. So I knew that at our event, I really wanted to have somebody for whom that was their thing that they have a lot to say about journaling and how to journal and why to journal. And so I asked my colleague and friend, Kim Marie, to come on and, and teach us about journaling and, and different ways to make it feel doable, because that's the other thing. There's no right way to do it. And so Kim Marie gave a whole bunch of different ways um, to journal. And so I'm going to give you a little backstory about her, and then I'm just going to let you hear what she had to say about journaling, and so you can just learn from her. But the way that I know Kim Marie, is, and the reason that I'm releasing this right now and why I asked her to be on your best holiday season ever, is because about five years ago, I was looking around for a journal to use during the Christmas season. So here's the backstory. About, I don't know, more than five years ago, so maybe eight years ago, I had this year where I had taken the kids skating, they were little, um, after, I think it was Black Friday, right after Thanksgiving. And I stepped out on the ice and a child ran into me and I fell and I shattered my wrist and had to get surgery a few days later. And it was a different kind of year because I was sort of, I had these big pins that stayed in me after surgery in this cast and it was painful and I was exhausted because I had never had surgery or general anesthesia. And so I stayed on the couch by the fire for a lot of the time between Christmas and New Year's and beyond, but I really noticed it in that time between Christmas and New Year's. And I found myself just dreaming more and getting clear on what I wanted to bring in. And I had this huge urge to write and journal. Now, I had this was my right arm, so it wasn't as easy for me to do that year. But it was the first year that I saw the power of really getting quiet in that time, in that week that we were on vacation, um, and allowing all these ideas to just come in and not feel rushed. As an entrepreneur, I feel like I had trained myself to plan for the next year, like back in November. And so I do do some planning because we need to know that for the business to run. And I leave a lot of openness so I can spend this time just, I don't know, just really connecting and and writing and and letting it all in at a level that I, I can't do when it's when I'm working when I have when I'm not on a week off and there's just something magical about this time of year. So Kim Marie is going to tell us a little bit about that. So it's this one year and I'm looking for something to do. I've after that year of like realizing this was a thing, I had found Leonie Dawson's um, workbooks where she has these a life planning workbook and a business planning workbook, and I had done those for a couple years. Um, and they're really cool. They're, they're loud and, and kind of like, um, I don't know, they're just really colorful. And I I was just needing something like quieter. Um, there was a year where I just made my own thing and I, you know, did a whole art journal situation. And on this one year, I was just like open to whatever. And of course, then Facebook served me up an ad and I found Kim Marie and she creates this amazing journal that she calls, um, it's sacred nights. And you basically journal from Christmas until the six. It's totally not religious, even though that word might, that whole thing might seem religious. She'll explain that when she talks today. Um, but it's just during these dark days of winter. And it's this beautiful process of remembering your dreams and pulling oracle cards and answering some questions. And what happens is that you journal for 12 days, like in a very guided way, which I love. Like I'm not thinking of what to do. I'm like answering questions. And then each of the days maps to one of the months of the year. And I swear to God, it's like magic. Every month I open it up and I'm like, oh, every month that I don't pay attention to the beginning of the month and read it it at the end, I'm like, wow, I totally predicted this month. And then when I remember, I actually plan around it because I know that it's predicting the month in a really cool way. So I just love this practice. I love this practice of getting quiet. um, And I love the journal that Kimri has created. We will put a link to it, by the way, in the show notes. It's coming to the end of when it probably will ship to you in time. But she also has a digital version where um, you can grab it. And then last year, actually, because of COVID, they were running late. And so I had the digital version. And I did it in... Like a, I just bought a new journal and I did it in the new journal and it was super fun. And it actually gave me a lot of space to write even more. So that was exciting. This year I have the the spiral bound copy right on my desk, ready to go on the 25th. So we will put a link to that in the show notes. But if you're just listening and want to know it, it's plansimple.com slash sacred nights. We'll go directly to her her page. So I just feels really strongly about writing and journaling so that is what kim marie is going to teach us about again this is from an event so um if she references the event that's why and you're just going to get so much good intel about why to journal and how to journal so with no further ado let's let's get kim on the show I know that it's 4 09. I know that we've been at this for four hours. I hope that like the movement in between and the breathing in between is allowing us to just stay seated and pay attention to Kim because I know that it's like, you know, it's been a long day. But I asked Kim here because, well, first of all, she made this journal that I don't even know how I found it. Like I think it was um, I think it was the year actually before I went on my book tour. And I had a broken um, wrist and I was looking for like just something, I knew that I just needed to be by the fire and do something meaningful. And I happened upon this thing and it literally like has changed my holiday season. I like love it. And I get asked all the time from people, you know, how do I do a journaling practice? I used to do the um, morning no- morning pages from The Artist's Way. So I just get all these questions about journaling. And Kim Marie just has such a great perspective. Plus, she makes this amazing thing, which I'll tell you more about after. So I hope everyone enjoys um, this time with her. And then know that after that, I'm going to draw a prize that involves Kelly Grimes and Kim Marie and a bunch of other stuff. So stay on so that you have a chance of winning the prize because only live people get to win the prize and then we're going to dance it out and then it's going to be done. And I'll tell you a little bit about what to expect tomorrow because it's more amazingness Um, and everybody can go have dinners and afternoons, whatever time zone you're in with your family. So welcome, Kimberly. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. This has been an incredible day. Even when you said, oh, you know, it's 4.09. I'm kind of like, wow, this day has flown by with all the great movement, all the great teachings. This uh, unbelievable. And I just want, I just want to shout out Mia. Thank you for creating this incredible event for all of us and um, super, super fun and so beautifully orchestrated. So Thank you very much. Yeah. And, and thank you to all of you for being here and doing this and taking this time for yourself and to the guides that are that are helping us through this weekend. It's it's phenomenal. And as as Mia said, you know, I'm I'm here to share about journaling ultimately. And what I what I'm talking about today specifically is journaling as a path to come home to ourselves. Okay. So I want to share that. First of all, what do, what do I mean by coming home to ourselves. So this is so much about when we feel at home with ourselves in ourselves, we have a sense of connection, a sense of belonging fulfillment and peace. And it's like there's an inner knowing, that sense of, yes, you know, this is it. This is me. This is my life. This is who I'm supposed to be, right? And I love to call it a sense of solace. And even just the word, I I love playing with words and um, looking at their etymology and their origins. And the word solace is composed of soul and ace and ace, of course, is one, and soul is, is the sun, and so I like to think of solace. When we hear the word solace, many of us feel like, oh, yeah, solace, peace, relaxation, calm. is bringing us incredible solace this weekend, And um, but this idea of being one with the sun, or I like to think of it as one with our inner sun, one with our truth, one with who we really are, okay, and that for me is Um, journaling is one of many tools that, that are, that can help us come home to ourselves right along with all these things, like what Kelly just shared with us and the movement we've been doing, the, the nourishing meals and the plans uh, for, for food and nourishment in that way. Those are all things, all tools that help us come home to ourselves. Um, specifically with, with the journaling, I want to get into some details about that, but I want to start by just saying, why aren't we home? You know, why are we not home with ourselves where we belong? What is causing this? And so I'm going to share my screen and share a few slides with you guys. So give me a moment here as I set that up. And all right, just getting this ready. I want to um, specifically speak about starting out with why, are we not at home? Okay. And my feeling is if I could put it in one word or one phrase, it is soul sickness. And so this idea of what is soul sickness, you know, my definition of soul sickness, I think it starts out with this idea of a feeling of bereavement and bereavement defined again, playing with the words is feeling deprived of something or someone. And this is something that, you know, we've already heard this idea of, of what, um, you know, how we're so alone and we don't have the people in our lives around us these days that we we need. So, so there's definitely someone missing, feeling deprived of someone, but also there's something more. We, we have that feeling like a nagging dissatisfaction, a sense of emptiness maybe, a longing for meaning and purpose and a feeling maybe that we're feeling lost or aimless or wandering, right? And ultimately, I think it all can be summed up in this idea that there's this longing to come home. And we may not even know for sure what home necessarily is. So I want to just, you know, take a look at at this uh, concept of how I think of us being at home and what makes us soul sick. Okay. So this is a diagram, everything that I do in my work, the journaling work, everything is all centered around this concept that our soul takes a journey. Okay. And we take it whether we want to or not, (laughs) we're on it and we spiral through it and we go through these cycles again and again. And it's a cycle that takes us toward rebirthing ourselves, that takes us toward solace, toward that place of being one with our true self. And it goes through four stages. This first being remembering who we are, that's, that's who am I? What are my gifts? What can I offer the world? And this is an activation of our will forces. Okay. And then we go into this place of reconnecting to what really matters. What are my unique values? What do I really care about? I can't tell you how many women that I coach and work with that. If I ask the question, what do you want? They'll tell me everything they don't want but they really struggle to talk about what they do want okay and and so this is part of looking at what do i really care about what are my values and then where am i needed right how am i connecting with the world around me with the gifts that i have and this comes with a lot of emotional mastery to understand how can we face the things that we're disconnected from you know each of these stages has its shadows as well that we have to navigate and then we move into the stage of reenvisioning So we're asking the question of, how can I be me? How can I really show up as my full self in that connected way, aligned with my values? And how can I make a difference in the world? And this has a lot to do with our clear thinking. So we have these aspects of our being, our our activated will, our emotional mastery, our, our clear thinking that we want to bring into coherence, right? We don't want to be saying oh, yes, I really want to do that. I can't wait. I don't know if any of you can see my face, but I'm shaking my head no while I'm saying yes. That is not coherence, (laughs) right? There's an aspect of not being embodied in that, not being able to really align with all of who we are. And when we can do these things, we're able to rebirth ourselves again and again, cyclically, year after year, we're able to keep opening like a, like, a, like a Christmas present, you know, like a, like a holiday package, a new part of ourselves, rebirthing ourselves. And we feel that sense of fulfillment. So what causes us to get ill, right? It's when one, one or more of these is missing. If we are not willing to go on the journey of remembering who we are and activate the, the will to do it and go forward with it and really look at what we can offer, then when that's missing, what begins to happen is we feel disempowered and we start people pleasing. And we have no sense of self. Okay. When we aren't willing to reconnect to to what matters and where we're needed and work on the emotional mastery, well, then we start to feel overwhelmed. We don't know how to deal with the emotions. We're disconnected. We feel lost. We feel no sense of purpose. And if we aren't willing to look at our vision and really look at how we can be ourselves and make a difference and, and tend our clear thinking, then what begins to happen is we start to feel empty and we feel a lack of belonging and no sense of place in the world. We don't have a sense of where we belong. And when we have all of this going on, we cannot rebirth ourselves. We can't find that center. All of those things are blocking that center place of our solace, of our truth, of who we really are, okay? And this becomes kind of this top-down triangle, if you will, that we could equate very much to what we see in the world as, as sort of a top-down patriarchal dominance model that is missing. Elements of health and wellness and, and this whole thing that Mia's put together and what so many of the guides are doing, this is bringing the feminine to, to life. It's awakening the feminine in all of us. And this is not about looking at you know how um, one over the other but really finding harmony. That center point combines both and it really is a place of health. So moving forward, journaling as a path to come home has so many different benefits that help us to go to that place of center, that help us to get there. It starts to engage the whole of our being, our mind, our body, our emotions, and our spirit. All these beautiful things Kelly pointed us to as well, right? and looking at it holistically. And then we have the allowance for creativity. Lots of people love to draw and and sketch in their journals, or maybe the journaling is about writing a story that you just wanna get out on paper it also can pause time and create space, okay? It often feels like sometimes we think we have to spend all this time journaling, and I'm gonna share with you in a moment some methods of journaling that we can, we can play with and work with that, that are all kinds of varieties. But one of the things I notice is if I, if I just take a moment to jot an idea down, sometimes just the act of writing one little sentence or one little idea It's like all of a sudden there's a little more time and I write a little bit more and it creates some spaciousness for me. And all of a sudden everything around me stops. Just being willing to go at it from a very gentle, very paused perspective and, and take one moment and trust that it may lead to more moments. And it might create that spaciousness that we need, especially around this time of year, right? It also puts us in flow. You know, me is all about Flow and putting us in flow. When we journal, when we can jot things down, when we can process and plan, which are all forms of journaling, it, it puts us into that flow, which is really ultimately about connection with our soul, right? Connection with the truth of who we are. It supports our remembering, reconnecting, re envisioning, and rebirthing. It helps us to move through all of those stages. Um, there are lots of different tools that help us on the path, but I love journaling because it touches on all of them in so many ways. And then Ultimately, it brings the wellness to our soul. It heals that soul sickness that we're plagued with on so many levels in today's world, okay? So what are some journaling methods? What I want to look at first, there's, there are so many different ones, and I'd love it if you want to share in the chat any, any of your favorites that, that you enjoy, that you have fun with, um, that, that are common to you, uh, or that you've tried, maybe that are unique but I wanna share a couple pieces here. The first one I ever came upon is is a diary. I remember getting a little, little booklet with a lock on it when I was a kid and it had dates at the top of the page. And this is really more about kind of tracking or reflecting, and it might be like a daily tracking. We could even argue that a planner is a diary of sorts, right? We're really tracking day by day and looking at how we can plan and organize ourselves. And we might even reflect on the day as a way to do that. And I put dreams in here because dreams, often we might want to track our dreams from week to week or day to day and just notice where our dreams go in line with, with our process. And we might want to contemplate them, right? So that's one form. And then we might also play with a collage journal, which is kind of fun and different where we can allow ourselves to have a vision and maybe put some imagery with that in the, in the collaging process and, and bring out some creative expression in, in the process of doing that. It's very different than maybe just writing words but putting some images with it not not necessarily hand-drawn. And of course creative expression we can have art journals where we are drawing and painting and perhaps idea generation this this concept of, of creative expression journaling is so powerful to be able to sketch out ideas where maybe it's a flow diagram of, of you know many of your entrepreneurs here where you want to put, pieces in, in for, um, you know, a process that you're creating and how you want it to unfold through the year. Or maybe you even have a product you want to make and you want to chart out what it's going to look like. It's the creative process in itself and sort of not just jotting down the ideas but also potentially fleshing it out. And then I want to get to my three favorite. Um, one of them is processing. Now, especially when we maybe can't get together with friends as much as we we like, processing has become a little bit more um, of of a gem to me lately where I can express my emotions. I can almost have a friend to talk to and explore options. And this is where maybe you weigh the pros and cons of things and you look toward decision-making or you just get stuff out. Sometimes I love to just write my anger out and then crumple it up and burn it in a fire, right? Just to process it or move it through me and allow something to move. And another one that I really love, and this is such a great entry point to journaling for those of you who may maybe aren't really comfortable with it, but I also love it because it does connect us with that feminine nature in us. Questions where we have no answers expected. We can just allow ourselves to live in the unknown. So I love to go to a journal and say, I wonder, and then, you know, jot that question. I wonder what would happen if, I wonder how this will turn out. I wonder this or that. And then I, then I leave it, you know, it might take me two seconds to jot that down and then leave it alone. And just inevitably I find often the universe answers, maybe not that day, maybe not even that month, but somehow putting the question out there to the universe and actually connecting with it really helps us to Um, allow space for that and not feel like we have to fix anything or make anything happen or force anything. We can just be with it. And it helps us practice being in the unknown space, which is a very sacred feminine space. And it's also the birthplace of our creativity, right? That womb space, that that unknown darkness. And my final and, and most favorite transformative one is dialogue. I'm a big fan of the idea that we have so many parts of ourselves. Sadly, with all the trauma that we deal with in life and our history, our soul often fragments and we end up with these different parts of ourselves. And even if it's not fragmented per se, there may be parts that aren't very harmonious. And oops, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Looks like I got uh, something popping up on my screen here. Hang on a second. I'm just going to close that. There we go. Okay. and so this idea of dialoguing with parts of ourselves in the realm of, of, okay, maybe I want to talk to my masculine part or my feminine part, and I want to find ways to harmonize them. And it, it it helps us to get into an intuitive conversation with aspects of our being, and it helps us toward healing the fragmented self. So if everybody's game, I would love for you to grab a piece of paper and a pen or a journal and a pen, however you like. And I would love for us to practice journaling just five minutes for yourself. It doesn't have to take a long time. There's no right or wrong way to do this. But I want to show you because dialogue journaling is my absolute favorite. I would love for you to choose a part of yourself that maybe is struggling with something or triggered by something, or, you know, just wrestling with something and, and, and you're not sure why, or, or, you know, maybe it's indecisive, just some part of you, imagine that it's a part of you that you can talk to, like a conversation. And I want you to journal about it as if, like, let's say you want to give that part a name. Let's call that name Susie, okay? And you're going to write down, you're going to say me, colon, and you're going to ask your question of Susie, you know, what's going on? What are you feeling right now? And then you're going to put Susie, colon, and write the response that you get and just trust the flow of it. The idea here is to be curious. Okay. And you might ask questions like who, or what is that part of you? How old are they? What are they afraid of? What are they resisting or anxious about? What are they doubting right now? Is there something they want to let go of, but can't, or don't know how, what do they need value or care about what's missing for them? These are all wonderful questions you can ask that part. Can you offer them something or make a request of them? And what's their response if you do? So engage as if it's a conversation with a friend. And I just want to give you five minutes. I think we have we have enough time for just five minutes to, to take a moment and, and just let the flow go and trust whatever responses you get as you ask this part of you some questions and see what happens. So we'll uh I don't know if we'll, we, we may have some music in the background, but, or silence is fine too,
0: but. Yeah, uh, you yes, do there. have music. Awesome. Um, okay. okay. I if we can cue that up. I wasn't, yeah. Okay. It's okay. Start writing, writing and the music it. will come in. Yeah. Go ahead
1: with the exercise and we'll, we'll watch the time and, and come in. All right. Just one more minute to wrap up what you're writing. We'll come back. And those of you who are complete, feel free to start sharing in the chat any particular things you noticed in this dialogue with this part of yourself. Any ahas or realizations? Okay. So I hope that some of you found some insights through that. I find that dialoguing with these parts and and trusting them to come through is usually a pretty incredible Uh, Experience in terms of finding out things I didn't realize before. So, um, somebody, oh, Jenny says, I was able to go back to the 10 year old me, haven't done that before through journaling. Very cool. Very cool. And I saw some of the earlier comments there of other journals like gratitude journals. Yes, I've done gratitude journals before and um, co journaling, such cool ideas. I love it. I love that people have had different experiences. So, in this process, this is where we come to this wellness of soul, and that creates a new future for us ultimately. And this is where we find solace. We find our, the heart of ourselves. And it kind of flips the triangle. If you notice, we start to have this more feminine approach, this, this bottom-up approach, this place where we create this level level playing field, and it can kind of lob off that gray area <laughs> so that now we're finding the balance between the two here in the middle. And I just want to share that this season is such a powerful time to start if you've never started before, partly because this is the season of rebirthing in the cycle of the year. This is the time that we're in. This is the time of the year when we, we those those stages that I shared with you in the remembering, reconnecting, re and rebirthing the winter is the season of rebirthing. This is where we kind of have a spirit seed planted. This is a time of year when the veil is very thin and our inner wisdom is most accessible. Some people, I call it the sacred nights of winter. It's been called the time between the years, the holy nights, tide, the nights of the mothers, because we're going to the depths of the feminine. And, um, and this is 13 days and nights, which I like to consider as being a pause in a way, it's not literally this way, but I like to think of it as a pause beyond the 12 lunar cycles of the year. A lunar cycle is about 29 and a half days. And if you multiply that by 12, you'll see that there are about 13 days left over. And it's almost like this is the leftover time in the year that takes us between the two years. It's a pause between this year and next that can allow us to reset ourselves. And it's an opportunity for us to find light in the darkness, in the darkest time of the year, And our dreams tend to be more potent and informative this time of year, even if we're not sure of their meaning, they can actually help guide us in the new year. And there is a sense of peace and renewal and magic available in this darkest time of the year when we can connect through journaling to these ideas, to these concepts. And when we journal, inevitably, our journals actually help prepare us for the new year with a sense of strength renewal, and and an ability to reset ourselves. And they often prove to be prophetic with guidance. We don't always know what it means maybe in the moment of journaling, but by journaling during this time of the year, each night is associated with a year or a month in the year to come. And I'm often finding myself, you know, I might need a challenge in the month of July, and I'll flip back through my journal uh, uh, on the night that was associated with that month. And I'll find sort of the answer to my question, or I'll find the guidance I need to meet the challenge before me. So um, I just encourage you to play with that. Thank you so much for being here as a part of this process. I'm I'm so happy to answer any questions anyone has. And um, it's it's a treasure. And I hope that this was informative and helpful and gave you some new ideas as to how you can really, you know, find your way through journaling and try something new and explore it differently.
0: Oh my gosh, Kim Marie, thank you so much. Um, Did you, Suzanne said that this was so super and it spoke to her that she's um, procrastinated on something and she saw that more clearly had compassion. Oh, beautiful. So that was amazing, I love that. You guys, look, I got this in the mail just a few days ago. This is the journal, so cool. Um, I literally, look forward to like right I start looking forward to right now <laughs> those like days of Christmas and like I just get on the couch and like write these pages and it has to do with your dreams and it has to do with Oracle cards, which we're actually getting into tomorrow if you don't know what I'm talking about. And it's just it's such a beautiful process. Um Larissa says she can't wait to get her journal. Yay. So um so thank you. And does anyone have any questions? Because if not we're gonna like go into prizes and dance and you know, finish our day strong and Kimri will be around, I think this weekend and she'll be able to answer questions as well. And I'm going to actually put the link here in case anyone's interested. Um, but also it is part of the next giveaway. All right. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change happens. And the cool thing about action is that I think we're really conditioned to think that it has to be big. Like big action is what creates big changes. And thus, big changes feel hard. But the thing I have noticed with all the women that we work with is that sometimes those little changes, little changes committed to, are what really move the needle forward, are what lead to the big changes. And so I really don't believe that the changes have to be big in order to really turn around any situation or change something in a really big and fun way. So here are the three doable changes from this episode. And again, I tell you this every time, but I know there's people who write these down and try to go do all three at once. But I give you three so that you can choose one and really lean into that one first. And then if you're the other ones are all appealing, just stack them decide that you're going to start with one, really fit it in your world, and then move on to the next one after that. All right. And I know that I'm serving you up more than one a week, and that there's a lot to choose from. But just that discerning and that choice is another thing that can move that needle forward. I promise. All right, here is doable change number one from my conversation with Kim Marie. Try dialogue journaling. One of Kim Marie's favorite journaling methods is dialogue journaling. It's a way to bring together different parts of yourself or to deal with inner conflict. So write out the conversation as if you were talking to a friend. You can ask questions, make a request, just stay stay curious and put it on paper. So if you didn't catch all this in the episode, it's kind of like, Oh, my frustrated self, what does she need to tell me right now? Or my future self, or my nine-year-old self. It's fun to talk with ourselves at all different parts. I can tell you right now that your future self is like why are you stressing right now honey like it all turns out okay and sometimes when we start to have that dialogue on paper we can really start to see that and it's really healing it also i find journal dial- dialogue journaling is also um can feel easier to anyone who feels like journaling feels hard and they never know what to write because it's a little bit like you're role playing while you're journaling anyways I highly recommend it. Number two, commit to journaling during the sacred nights of winter. You could get a copy of Kim Marie's Sacred Nights. At the time that this is coming out, you probably have to get the digital copy. If you're hearing this later, you can totally get it next year. She does this every year. So... What I want you to do is just commit to like these 13 days in a row. That's the doable change, right? And in case you don't get our journal, I'll just give you some tips on what she's asking you to do. So a lot of it is about finding your dreams, choosing an oracle card, but also really um, considering some of the topics that she's really carefully crafted around each day. And the cool thing, and the reason why I really recommend you following her journal, is that each night corresponds to um, a day in, in the year, in the next year. So I have talked to Kimberly before about the days. So she has it go from the 25th to the 6th. So for some reason, you get yours later, or you're wanting to start earlier. It actually doesn't matter as long as you're just having this daily practice and then you can still map it to the to the year. So I want to give permission anyone who feels like they need to do it perfectly. There's nothing perfect. You don't even have to do all the pages. but it's just a really, um, I don't know, it's a really like guided way, which feels nurturing right? So when we're guided, we feel nurtured. So the other thing I'll say about the sacred nights, and maybe there's another version or another journal that you get in next year. But because it's very workbooky, instead of like I'm opening a blank page and now have to journal, which I also love. I love doing my morning pages, which are just on blank pages. But there's something kind of nice about answering questions, right? It's like one step more than dialogue journaling because you're actually like dialoguing with the question asked. And so that's one of the reasons I really, really love The Sacred Nights, And I'm sure you could find other things, um, that are more like a year long journal that do a similar thing. They're more workbooky. So that would be something that you could commit to. And I feel like I just gave you more than one doable change. So you could either commit to the sacred nights and go grab Kim's journal through the link in the show notes, or for some reason you've missed that. And you're hearing this later, you could commit to a more workbook style journal, which you could, you know, browse your local bookstore to find. All right. That was doable to change. Number two, just different choices based on when you hear it. Number three is lean into what you want and what you value. Ooh, this is so good. This is a process that we come back to again and again. And one way to do that is to feel held in community and have a framework and coaching that help you continue to choose and lean into your values and goals. So the thing about values and goals is number 1, we have to know what they are. And so sometimes it's helpful to really have a process for figuring that out. I mean, you might say, "Mia, I know exactly what my values and goals are." Great. And sometimes it's like we've just been conditioned um to think that we need to have certain values and need to have certain goals. And so I do find that it's really helpful to have feedback, whether that's from a coach or a good friend who can see you in that way. Make sure it's somebody who can see you in that way. (laughs) Um, And I just find that that accountability is really helpful in really leaning into what you want and what you value. So in Flow 365, we choose doable changes really for all the parts of our lives again and again and again and again. And your doable change today Could just be to simply check out flow and see what it would be like to be there for a year if that resonates with you. And if not, your doable change could be around leaning into what you want and what you value. Like maybe you have a friend who you know is also on this path, and you could commit to checking in with her or him. Once a week, right? So I have an accountability buddy myself who I meet with every Friday. I actually have two who I meet with every Friday um, on different t- topics. One is more about parenting and one is more about work. And it's r- a really helpful, you know, benchmark for me to not be all alone in the values and the life that I'm really trying to lean into. So I do believe that accountability is big you can do that with really any coach you can do that with a friend who who has the ability to change like I I would say like think about it your, your intuition will guide you to that right person um and we are like literally over the moon more than happy to support you in flow my goal is that everyone in flow just feels held in all the different areas so I think that's where we um, you know, are, are really positioning ourselves is that we, a woman has so many different facets, and we want you to feel like you can fully show up in your role as mom, in your role as. A worker, or as an entrepreneur, in your role, taking care of your body, or in your relationship with your body, in your role in your home, right? So we have in your role, a lot of people in flow are dealing with um, becoming the caretaker of their parents. So how do you fully show up as yourself? And it's funny, it goes back to try dialogue journaling because journaling because we have all these different parts of ourselves, and so. It's really empowering to be able to show up in community and be supported in all the different areas. All right, I think that's the last doable change, which again, I feel like I was a little bit splitty in all these doable changes because they have different ways that you could implement them. But this third one was about leaning into what you want and what you value and possibly getting the support that you need to do that. Again, the second one was about committing to journaling in a more workbooky way and if the sacred nights of winter is what the way to do that then definitely go grab it as you're listening to this and the first one I shared was try dialogue journaling which anyone can do in any book at any time. All right y'all, those are my three doable changes for this episode and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast. <laughs>